All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, everybody. I got a special treat for you. My friend Gracie is joining me for all four things. And I'm going to try to start just sprinkling my friends in every now and then. Just like two friends talking and having a conversation. And Gracie was game for it today. So thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What you've got in store on this episode is inner food wisdom. We're going to talk about that in the first thing. Then why you need a hobby. And Gracie and I will share with you what new hobby we're about to take up that we're super pumped about. Then we're going to talk a little Jesus and politics, but it's from a Christian perspective. But I know that I have all different types of faith backgrounds listening to my podcast, which thank you for emailing me to always tell me. And I personally happen to be a Christian and I don't shy away from certain content that may lean that way, but I always try to be respectful and never want anybody to feel like they're not welcome or to be offended by anything. But Gracie and I were just talking offline before we hit record and 
that it's such a hard thing to talk about this election stuff and who you should be voting for. And I am not here to tell you who you need to be voting for. But share what you just said about how we can't put all of our faith in one person. Yeah, I just think we can't put all of our hope in, you know, these men in their 70s. We think they're going to change the world. Like there's so many good people out there who are fighting for the right thing. And I think we have to believe that and believe the best in people. Even when we get into the discussion, it has nothing to do with like telling you which political side to be on. It's actually just saying that we need to be more respectful of where everybody is coming from and their different passions and why they might be voting and how the church really shouldn't be saying you need to vote straight ticket for this political party. And Gracie and I both grew up that way. So as we have become our own people, separate from how we grew up, and as we became adults, we started to just see things differently. Mm -hmm. And I used to be probably annoyingly passionate about how I was so straight ticket (laughs) one way. It felt so black and white. Yes, it's so black and white. And it's not. So really, the point of that conversation is just encouraging you to be kind to other people that may not be voting the exact way that you're voting, because the core values of the early church were were across the board. It's stuff that leans on the Democrat ticket, stuff that leans on the Republican ticket. So we'll get into that super fun (laughs) conversation, but hopefully it would be encouragement to you after you listen to that thing. It'll be the third thing that, uh, you know, if you maybe need to send a text or pick up the phone and maybe just reach out to a friend or a family member that you have been butting heads with simply because of politics. And maybe y'all can set that aside because I just feel like we're getting to a place where it's just getting so crazy that people are, yes, ending relationships over this and it's just sad and speaking of relationships the fourth thing we're going to get into is relationship advice i picked up something from the pastor that married ray and bay this last weekend right before they said i do he shared a little story for them and i thought it was super cute so i want to share it with y'all and then i thought gracie could share some relationship advice since she's married to steve mokler who y'all have heard on the podcast before and we'll get into a little update on his song portraits campaign that he did as well. And then Gracie, be prepared because I want you to also share four things that you're grateful for. I have guests do that every time, mostly I try, but also just because in honor of our new Four Things Gratitude Journal 2.0, which is coming out tomorrow. So be ready for that, radioamy.com for anything Espoir or the Shot Ford. Fourthings.com is also another way to get there, but Mary and I are so pumped about the journal. Were you excited when you saw the cover? Oh, I love it. I want one so bad. It's so cute. I can't wait. I know. All we have is the prototype, so. <laughs> but I'm they, they are Check in my mailbox. <laughs> once, once we get the bulk order in the mail, yes. you will be They're getting They're really one. cute. You guys are going to love them so yes. much. Yes, yes. Okay, well, thank you for being here, and we hope you enjoy today's episode, and I think you're just going to love Gracie, and she's just a good friend and has a lot of wisdom, and I'm thankful she could join me today. Speaking of gratitude, I'm thankful for you, Thank Gracie. you. First thing. That's right. So as y'all heard in the intro, I've got my friend Gracie joining me for all four things today. And the first thing we're going to get into is about inner food wisdom, but it's it's a story involving salads. Well, a newsletter that Lisa Haim sent out that I receive. I've been meaning to read it for three weeks, but I haven't read it yet. And so I'm reading it on this episode because you love salad. I love salad. <laughs> and I love salad. Lisa loves salad. That's why she was writing about salad. But it made me think of the salad chopper thingy that you the got. Chopper. It's the best thing I've ever bought on Amazon, thanks to Mary. 
Because she posted about she it. She posted about it, yes. And it's like this big bowl with almost like a pizza cutter. And you put all your ingredients in there and then maybe five or six chops. And it's perfectly mixed. My marketing slogan for them should be no bad bites. Because like every bite of the salad is perfect. There's not like one giant chunk of avocado. There's not like one dry piece of lettuce. It's perfectly mixed. It's the best thing you'll ever buy. So does it come with the bowl? It comes with the, the bowl and the little chopper yeah, blade thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you have one? I don't. Amy. I know. What? I know. I okay. need to get it. Now you're convincing me. And then if anyone else wants to know, I can add it to my Amazon (laughs) favorites. So that way, if you go, it'll be there. If you're trying to find it, you'll have to show me exactly what it's called. I'll show you. But what's the slogan again? um, No bad bites. No bad bites. Because they're all perfect. I think it's by the brand OXO. Oh, yeah. I know that brand. Mm -hmm. I see it at Target. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is the newsletter that Lisa sent out. And Lisa is who I co-host Outway with, which is the podcast we have on disordered eating with new episodes up every Saturday. I really love her newsletters, and this is the one I've been saving. So, Gracie, we'll hear your thoughts after I share it, too. So here's what Lisa wrote. All summer long, salad was always first to be consumed. But now I find the greens wilting before I can eat them. This has left me confused. Not only am I not a fan of wasting, I really wondered why am I not eating salad? I love salad. Believe it or not, I consider it one of my favorite meals. Then while driving, it hit me. I noticed a tree that was just bright green a moment ago, but now it's burnt orange. Witnessing the change of the season made me realize that my body is connecting with the seasons. And as a result, my food preferences are shifting. This is not a problem. As long as I don't continue to buy lettuce that wilts, it actually is beautiful. This is what listening, trusting, and not overriding your body's signals looks like. It shows up as being connected to other living organisms around you, including the planet, which we know is always shifting. The fact that my body is in alignment with the foods that are available this season makes sense. It's natural to want juicier fruits and leafier lettuces in the spring and summer. While they are abundantly available and the body is warm and a bit less in the winter when starchier vegetables are available and the body is cold. My inner wisdom knows what's up, but here's the thing. My outer wisdom knows that greens are still good for us and that food waste isn't cool. Now that I'm clear on this preference, it means I won't force salads on myself, but I also won't abandon greens altogether. I may not be eating as many raw greens or greens in general, but I can be creative with where I can add them into my meals and the types of greens I'm buying. What sounds good to me is a sauteed kale and artichoke dip, cheesy okra, handfuls of arugula thrown into my pasta for that natural spice, and some days, none at all. I guess that's the beauty of all of this, finding the gray, combining inner and outer wisdom and being cool with the body's needs changing and not forcing stale food rules on it. Listening to your body, but also using your knowledge of food, nutrition, and cooking to guide you to feeling your best. That's my modern mindful eating in a nutshell. Then Lisa ended the newsletter with an action tip. When was the last time you connected with your body before eating? When was the last time you took a breath, pushed aside the inner noise and chatter, and focused on saying, body, what do you need to be best supported right now? Seasonal food preferences are normal. Eating more is normal. Recognize the season is changing and that your body therefore needs different, maybe more or less nutrients and all of that is normal. 
Welcome fall, welcome change, and congrats. You have a body connected to the planet that lives in synergy with its surroundings. So Gracie, does any of this resonate with you at all? Yeah. I mean, when you were reading that, it made me think of, I just had a baby. I've had two babies in three years. And, you know, your natural tendency is to be like, I need a salad. I need to like start eating healthy. And my body's craving more fattening or more carbs, more sustenance because I'm breastfeeding. And I need to like recharge and give myself enough energy. And it's like that felt almost opposite. Like I felt like I need to like start eating light and get right back on like the healthiest, lightest, you know, least calories. And then I was hungry and I was feeling depleted and I was feeling really tired and I didn't feel like I had the energy to give my son. And that's kind of when I realized my body's so in tune with what it's doing. Like it knows what it needs right now. And it's telling me, Hey, you might need like these peanut butter oat balls, or you might need these things that like are giving me energy and helping boost supply. And my body's telling me like how much I need to nourish myself in order to nourish my son. Yeah. And yours is more of a season of life. Yeah. You season can, of life. Yeah, season exactly. of life, But it's very in alignment with what she's saying because yeah, there's seasons in the year, but then mm-hmm. we all go through different life seasons life yeah, seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. No matter what you're experiencing, you may need food for X, Y, and Z reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to listen to your body and know I too have found myself wanting less greens, but mm-hmm. I think that's a fine line of what we talk about in Outweigh. And I know you and I have had multiple conversations yeah. about this. You're a friend that I for sure had some disordered eating patterns that I would rain on you. I guess that's a way to say it, but not purposely. I wasn't forcing it on you, but I'd be like, oh, we should do this cleanse. And oh, we need to do this. Let's work out every day. And we need to drink these juices. And Gracie's game for anything. She's a (laughs) seven on the Enneagram. So she's down for whatever. It's a fun way to connect. So for us, a lot of times it was doing Tracy Anderson every day, which we don't do every day anymore, (laughs) but that's probably healthier. And sometimes doing juice cleanses. And I felt like maybe I would bring you, I don't know, you can speak to it, no, but I, I felt like maybe, no, oh, no, you didn't. well, but I feel bad looking back on it because that time would have been better spent if maybe, yeah, moving our body, that's great. Yeah. We should, that's good for us. We should do it. And if we moved, but then we went and ate whatever it is that we wanted. And if mm-hmm. it was a juice, it was a juice. If it's cheesy okra or <laughs> uh, pasta with arugula or yeah. something, we could do that. Because I know that you have a past when you were really restricting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're comfortable sure, with sharing some of that. Yeah. Mine came on probably in high school. I'd always kind of been like the fat, funny kid. It was like we moved a lot. And that was kind of my like what I hid behind was like, oh, she's kind of funny and overweight and like, you know. Kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then in high school, I started running track. I started playing soccer and I was losing weight. And it was kind of the first time I was getting attention. And so I was like, oh, weight equals attention. So like if I get skinnier, maybe people think I'm prettier. Like if I get skinnier, I'm more worthy of X, Y. So that kind of led into, you know, years of restricting and just really a journey of figuring out who I am and how that's not my identity, you know, and I'm thankful for that healing, you know, years later, just to kind of have that perspective that that was just robbing me of joy and of being in the moment. And so it's been a lot of years of work of just really like identity, figuring out who I am and separating that from food, you know? Yeah. And knowing that yeah, you can still have the salads, but you can still Absolutely. have the, and pizza. The, I love pizza. Whatever those lemon scones you were oh, making the other lemon day. poppy seed scones, yeah. King Arthur flour. What is King Arthur flour? King Arthur is has the best gluten-free mixes of anybody on planet Earth. It's amazing. And they that's the scone mix I used. Yeah, and you are you have to be gluten-free. I have to be gluten-free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an some yeah, it's an allergy for mm-hmm. Gracie. I feel like I forced gluten-freeness <laughs> upon myself and I would tell myself I feel better. That's one thing that I've allowed back in, yep. which I know you can't 
for health reasons. But for me, if you're like me, if you eliminated something just because you heard in society was telling you it was bad, I've started to add it back in for me. And I really don't really notice that much of a difference difference. at all. Yeah. So I think it was probably how much I was consuming Uh because again, I labeled gluten as bad. So then if I had something that had gluten, I would eat more of it because I was never going to eat it again. Right. You're like the next day I was going to juice. So I probably felt inflamed from it because I just ate too much of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't eat a burger for, I think like eight years. And now I'm like, that's literally my favorite food. Like I just missed out because they're so good. What is your go-to burger? I love Jack Brown's. Ooh. If you're in Nashville, that is a pretty solid burger. Mm -hmm. But you just go like cheese bun. I just go hamburger, no bun. They have this amazing dipping sauce. It's kind of like a thousand island something. Crinkle sweet potato fries. I mean, I had, that was my first meal after I had my first child. Someone brought to me in the hospital. I was like, I feel so loved right now. Yeah. And then there's, if you live in Nashville too, Gracie loves this sandwich shop over on the east side. What's Mitchell's, it called? Mitchell's, Mitchell's Deli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember And they have gluten-free bread. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think it was after you had Jack. Yeah, you I went by it. there and got sandwiches for you and Steve. And I was so like, nice. this place is amazing. So if y'all are ever in Nashville, check mm-hmm. those places out or if you live here. But yeah, just really the main thing we wanted to share in this first thing is that your body has different seasons, whether it's like right now it's in the fall and you may be craving different things. It's okay. Or like Gracie, a different season in life that you've got to listen to it and give it the fuel that it needs. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, it's just going to... You feel depleted. Totally depleted. You heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Second thing. Okay, so Gracie and I were talking the other day when we were actually doing a Tracy workout about how I don't have a hobby. I need a hobby. I feel like you're better at hobbies than I am, but you were wanting to start painting. You had ordered an easel, so then I ordered an easel and we got paint supplies, but life has just been crazy, so we haven't (laughs) been able to paint yet. But I'm excited that I have a hobby on the horizon. Exactly. Because I also looked up why hobbies are important, and this is what it said. Hobbies give you an opportunity to enhance your life. Hobbies allow you to de-stress yourself while remaining mentally productive. Having hobbies promotes better health and may lower the risk of having high blood pressure. Enjoying a few hours of your hobby a week can also reduce the risk of depression and dementia. So here we go. Sign me up for a hobby. I'm pumped Gracie and I have a painting plan. We're going to do it. I think even this Friday, we're trying to, where we're just going to get together and paint for a little bit. We won't finish the painting that day, probably, but we can Mm -hmm. add to it. And that'll be something that we're going to do. I was feeling stuck and not knowing what I could do, but now we've got this plan. But I saw on Instagram with your friend Brenna the other day, you were doing flower arranging. Yes, we did like a happy hour arranging flowers. And it was so fun. She had this book. I can't remember what it was called. I'll have to find it. But it gave you like all these directions on how to pick like the flower that kind of holds it down and something light and airy and how to do like color palettes and set a mood and it was really fun to learn some of the technique and then drink some wine and you know and hang out with your friend hang out with your friend yeah Yeah. it was so good I felt so happy like I was driving home just like wow I can't believe I got to do that like it just felt like like you were saying a mental release I felt like it just kind of was grounding and um, it was what I needed for sure well if you're looking for an idea that could be one or you could paint like Mm -hmm. Gracie and I are going to do but some other ideas that I saw online were you know practicing yoga or Pilates or some sort of workout Mm -hmm. might be a hobby for me I don't see that as a hobby but maybe for somebody else it would be starting a wine tasting club I'm in a wine club (laughs) you are yeah yeah (laughs) Wait, did that you? I know you texted me and Natalie about coming over to taste some wines. Is that from that was the club? different? That's another wine club. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Discover new hiking spots, which we have a few that we love to go to. Gather a group to play cards. This sounds fun to me. 
I don't know if I'm getting, or not. Maybe not a card game, but I love Farkle. Yeah. Have you I've ever played, played Farkle? Farkle? It's no. a really fun dice game. I want to learn. And I want to do that okay, let's one night. It. I want to host a Farkle tournament. And then <laughs> we played when I was a kid. My mom and some of her friends, it's actually now my sister's in-laws, small world. But everybody got together and we had a Farkle tournament. And everybody's name at the tournament, you changed the first letter with an F. So you would be Fracy, I'd be Famey. And then Steve would be, I guess you have to get rid of the ST, <laughs> but Fee? Fee? Yeah. And then Finn. Finn. So That's everyone fine. has their Farkle name, and you wear your Farkle name tag, and you we could eat all foods that start with an F, maybe. I love it. Like I'm all about it. French fries and yeah. Frosties. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, have you ever had a Frosty and Fry from Wendy's? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If that's such a perfect combo. Picking up a musical instrument, which do you play one? Um, I don't. I got a bass guitar for um, Valentine's one year, and I learned Dirk Smitley somewhere on a beach, and then I've, <laughs> I've never played it ever again. <laughs> well, I mean, your husband is a musician. He does play, yeah. So. I think he doesn't think I'm very entertaining when I do it. So. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I saw was you could get a sewing machine and design your own clothes, mm-hmm. which Gracie had her own clothing company for a couple of yep, years yep. called Threadco, which was awesome. You were more admin. And yeah, I did more admin like marketing. Partner. Yeah, but sewed. she made everything by hand. I cut the fabric, but you were the cutter. But the cutter. Did, have you ever done sewing as a hobby? I have. Yeah. Get patterns from like Joann's, go sit there with all the sweet old ladies and like flip through the books. And yeah, I totally love that. It Ooh. gives me like butterflies to walk in Joann's. What about growing your own herbs or produce? Have you ever gardened? No, I'm not really that into gardening. Uh, Steve loves to garden. So Abby Smyers, who we're both friends with, she had posted on Instagram that her and Dan were had that like white tower looking thing with herbs growing That's out of so it. So cool. And the Instagram for the herbs stand, it's like at let us grow. Let us grow. Like let us grow, but let us the food. Yeah, let us the food. And this reminds me, now I'm going back to childhood memory, but my sister used to tape herself doing these fake cooking shows at our house, but she would record herself on VHS. And I just remember her always starting off with, let us cook some lettuce. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a random thought I had on the lettuce, let us grow. But that looked like a really easy way to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was salad and greens and herbs and you're just like a and it's very modern horizontal pretty pretty. looking not in the ground Mm -hmm. but just could be right that might be my kind of gardening yeah right on your patio yeah so that was a hobby what else did they have canning or making your own jams have you ever no i don't know how no, no, never, but Maybe one day. some people might be into that in case you need an idea. And then lastly, making your own jewelry, which also is something Gracie has <laughs> done before as a business, which is how we met yes. because Mary and I were wanting to do some sort of jewelry for a spa, but we didn't know what that would look like. And we had this Haitian money and putting it on a chain, but then we needed to know how it made. And then Allie from the dry house. Yep. So she owns the dry house. She cuts Ben's hair. Does she do Steve's She did Steve's too, yeah. So I was there one day and she, oh, well, then you need to meet my friend Gracie. I really think that y'all would get along. And you had Miriam Designs at the time. And then we went to meet for coffee. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we became friends. We didn't end up doing jewelry that time around, but I did get to know you. So that was a win. Yeah. And then getting to know you is later how we got to know Abel because you 
sold your business to mm-hmm. Able because your business model was awesome and you can share about it. Yeah, well, it started because I met a woman who come off the streets from addiction and, you know, all these women are looking for jobs. Some of them didn't graduate high school. Like they don't have as many kind of life skills under their belt. They're kind of just getting sober and figuring out what they want to do. And so I would have them over to my attic. Steve and I were newlyweds. We didn't have AC up there. We're like sweating, like rolls of paper towels, you know, getting ourselves dried off because we were just like burning up in the attic, making jewelry. Like I learned on YouTube and then taught them. And we started a company called Miriam Designs and just hired women who came off the streets and gave them some skills and just kind of helped them get back on their feet. And then Abel approached me in 2015 about selling and kind of combining with them. They were working with women in Africa and wanted a more, like they wanted to do local and global. And so we became the local component of, it was called Live Fashionable. Now it's Abel. So we sold in 2016, I believe. And I worked there for a year and then kind of started doing freelance stuff. But it was so fun. Those women are amazing. I miss them. Yeah. No, and they, some of them still Some of them are still there. They bought cars, they bought houses, like these women are thriving. And it's just so cool to see that like just their change. I'm just so happy to be a small part of their story. You know, it was, it was such a fun time. No, I just got goosebumps because you're a, you're a huge part of their story and, and our story too, because that connection with Abel and then Mary and I doing our star necklace with them. And you see me on Instagram, which my Instagram is at Radio Amy, by the way, some people may be listening to this podcast and not knowing. And then Gracie is at Gracie Mokler. Some people skip through the intro, which I totally understand, but she's Steve Mokler's <laughs> wife, which he's come on the podcast, singer, songwriter, but she does free, you heard her mention freelance work. She helps people with content creation, Instagram stuff. So if you ever want to DM or reach out to her, she might be able to help you. But yeah, before you left Able, just that relationship, you were able to connect us. We still knew we wanted to do a piece of jewelry, but if you ever see me on Instagram with a star necklace on, that's our Espoir partnership with Abel. So it's got a local impact here in Nashville, helping yeah. those women that were up in yeah. your attic so that are cool. now at Abel. That's and such then a fun full circle. A global impact because then they also support Haiti. Mm-hmm. So it's very so cool. Fun little connection there and story. But the second thing again was mostly about hobbies. So do you have one? And if you don't, what can you do to get one? Do you have a friend that you can rally to help you get one or someone in your house? And if that's not the case, rally yourself somehow and just know that you're going to be better for it. I can't say it's for sure going to make your life totally better, but it is a way to just, I think, step away from some of the stresses and challenge yourself a little bit. Cause I mean, I'm no artist. Last time, last time I took art lessons was when I took them to paint Taylor Swift, a portrait of her to give to her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, I'm sure some of you know that story for another time. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands 
at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Here we go. Third thing. Uh, uh, uh. 
saw something called election stress disorder. So I'm going to read to you what the American Psychological Association put out. Okay, Gracie, do you think you have election stress disorder? I honestly might. Do you throw up in your mouth a little bit every time an election (laughs) ad comes on? (laughs) Does the word vote leave you feeling more anxious than normal? If so, you're not alone. A survey found that 52% of Americans say the election is a very or somewhat significant source of stress in their lives. It's called election stress disorder. And yes, it's a real thing. It is affecting people on both sides of the political aisle equally. Constant media coverage, uncertainty, tough election issues, and social media bickering are just some of the reasons the election has people feeling on edge. And again, that came from the American Psychological Association. It is legit. I guess we call it ESD, (laughs) election stress disorder. And Gracie and I, we go to church together and our pastor is Matt Smallbone and he's awesome. And last Sunday's service was about Jesus and politics and just how Christians shouldn't give their soul. And I'm paraphrasing here. You can look the sermon up if you want to, but we shouldn't belong to one political party and be our ride or die Mm -hmm. because, and not get along with other people or claim that they're not Christian if they're not voting the way that you vote. And now I know not everybody listening right now is a Christian, but I really feel like no matter what you believe, the end result of what our pastor was saying is that we shouldn't be so committed to one party that it causes us to be unkind to others. Absolutely. And that can cause all the stress stress, and it's just so nasty. I don't know. Do you feel like you've had to censor what you take in on either Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, we have friends on both sides of the coin where it's like, and I can see perspective from both sides. And it's just, it's hard for me when I hear people attacking each other or saying, if you believe this, then just these blanket statements that are just really not fair. And like you said, it just, we got to just be kind to each other. Everyone's having a hard time right now. It's a weird year. Politics are hard. That's why they're politics. Like there's always been division. People think different ways. And I think we just have to like respect each other and try to love and be kind as much as we can. Right. And I know you and I are both mothers. And that makes me think of another study that I saw where yes, the majority of mothers, they ranked kindness as the quality that they most hope to instill in their children more than intelligence, more than, you know, strong work ethic, Mm -hmm. whatever. It was kindness. Absolutely. But yet we just, see people left and right, literally on the left, literally, literally on the right, <laughs> yeah. being unkind. But back to our pastor, Pastor Smallbone's service last week, he shared some facts about the early church, which again, just bear with me, even if you're not a, a Christian, there are things that Christians and non-Christians are passionate about, just happens to be the early church. So first of all, diversity. The early church was multiracial and experienced a unity across ethnic boundaries that was startling. In the American context, This means that the church should care deeply about black and brown lives. The next thing was social justice. The early church was famous for its hospitality to the poor and the suffering. Then in third, nonviolence. The early church was a community of forgiveness, reconciliation, and nonviolence. And at four, we have sexual counterculture. Roman culture insisted that married women of social status abstain from sex outside of the marriage. But it was expected that men, even married men, would have sex with people lower on the status ladder, slaves, prostitutes, children. I mean, we know that. We read about it in the Bible. This wasn't only allowed, it was regarded as unavoidable. And Judeo-Christian sexual norms were and are different. 
of course. And then lastly, the fifth thing he shared from the early church was that the early church cared for children. It was a community committed to the sanctity of life. It wasn't simply that Christians opposed abortion, which was dangerous and relatively rare. A more common practice was called infant exposure. Unwanted infants were literally thrown onto garbage heaps to either die or be taken by traitors into slavery or prostitution. Christians saved the infants and took them in and adopted them. Okay, so those were the five values of the early church. Then Pastor Matt went on to talk about how Dr. Timothy Keller, which you and I both know, but in case y'all don't know, he is the pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. You can get their services online, got a podcast, he's a best-selling author, very wise. And he had put out an article in the New York Times called How Do Christians Fit Into the Two-Party System? And he's like, well, they don't. And because of those five values that we just talked about, two of them seem more Republican, two of them lean more Democratic, and then the nonviolence and forgiveness piece, it's really owned by no one. And so just because someone may lean more to a political party doesn't make them not worthy of being a Christian for that matter. But let's say you're not even talking about faith. It doesn't make them less of a person just because that's how they're voting. They happen to be passionate about certain things that that party is aligned with. But you shouldn't be so aligned all the way. There's no way you agree with every single thing that a party is doing to where you're just going to like fight tooth and nail over it online with people that really honestly arguing with people online is not effective. No, it's not. It's not. It's just, if anything, can ruin relationships, ruin friendships, just ruin the whole vibe. And I think you can feel strongly about one thing and vote accordingly to that. But when it comes to your faith, you shouldn't be locked in. I know I was raised that all Christians are Republicans. Yep, same. So, and then I got older and realized that that's not <laughs> the case. And I was like, oh, wow. Which I'm going to share a series of tweets that Timothy Keller had put up about this. And they're just kind of all combined together. But hopefully, even if yeah you're not a Christian listening, it'll just help you have some understanding for other people where they're coming from and how we shouldn't be fighting over stuff like this. And if we do have opinions, you can share them kindly mm-hmm. and you don't have to be so angry about them. Matt even said in the service, he put up like a sample text of what it would look like to maybe if there's someone that you have had conflict with politically, say you and I, Gracie, mm-hmm. we just got into it the last time we saw each other because we just do not see eye to eye on this and we're not willing to budge. He encouraged people, if you have someone that that has happened with recently, here's a sample text for you to fill in the blank of what happened, but text these words. He's like, take a screenshot of this and try to send a text similar to this, which is basically trying to mend that Mm -hmm. and bridge the gap instead of making everything so awful and hard and mean. And and then he ended it like, we don't ever have to speak of this text again, but it was a way (laughs) to just say, sorry, and I hope you'll forgive me for acting this way because I really have no grounds to push my agenda onto you in such a way. I think that's such a great mindset to think like we all have different things we're passionate about we all can't be passionate about everything so it gives you more empathy like hey maybe you're holding it down more on the social justice front and someone else is more pro-life like we're all have things that we care about and that's what we're kind of carrying in the world and that's what we're offering and the, the joy and the good that we're bringing so instead of feeling like we're so different it's like cool I'm so glad that's something you're passionate about because that's like where you're making an influence in the world and that's how we're all different and that's the world needs that we need to all be different you know so if we could appreciate that about each other instead of getting mad about it or feeling like 
someone needs to be the same as you. We don't all need to be the same. And I'll close uh, this third thing with these Timothy Keller tweets. He put up, the Bible binds my conscience to care for the poor, but it does not tell me the best practical way to do it. Any particular strategy, high taxes and government services versus low taxes and private charity may be good and wise and may even be somewhat inferred from other things the Bible teaches, but they are not directly commanded. And therefore we cannot insist that all Christians as a matter of conscience follow one or the other. The Bible binds my conscience to love the immigrant, but it doesn't tell me how many legal immigrants to admit to the U.S. every year. It does not exactly prescribe immigration policy. The current political parties offer a potpourri of different positions on these and many other topics, most of which, as just noted, the Bible does not speak to directly. This means when it comes to taking political positions, voting, determining alliances, and political involvement, the Christian has liberty of conscience. Christians cannot say to other Christians, no Christian can vote for XYZ, or every Christian must vote for, unless you can find a biblical command to that effect. Be kind to people and just know that they're doing their best to vote the way they feel led to vote, but also go vote. <laughs> Fourth thing with Amy Brown. Ray from the Bobby Bone Show got married last weekend. So exciting. Yeah. And it was really cool. They had had probably over 100 and maybe 150 people or something invited. But because of coronavirus, they had to scale way back. Okay. So there was 30 people there. Wow. Maybe. I think there was more people standing up in the wedding party than there were in the seats. So that was weird. But their pastor did a really great job. And he told this story about this rag doll in a box full of cash. Have you ever heard I've never heard this? that, no. Okay, so it, he's up there, and I've already told this story to three different people. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put this in the podcast, and then we can talk about some relationship advice. Because, again, Gracie's married for almost how many? Eight years. Eight, almost eight yeah. years. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got some... We've been there a while. Got some yeah. years under your around. belt. Got some wisdom. Two kids. Yeah, then you throw the kids in, and then you relearn everything. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he was up there, and they're about to do their vows. But he's like, first, I'm going to tell you a story. He said there was this old couple, they were about to celebrate 75 years of marriage and they'd lived in the same house all 75 years and their grandkids and kids were like, we need to throw a party. Let's have it at the house, but we need to like clean it up around here. Y'all haven't done some stuff in a while. So everyone's at the house working and cleaning, getting everything ready for the big anniversary party. And one of the grandkids or something brings a box to the grandpa and is like, hey, what's this box? I've got three rag dolls in here and $20,000 in cash from what it looks like. You can't really wow. tell for sure. And he's like, wow, I have no idea what that is. And then the grandma walks in and she says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's my box. Give it to me. And everyone is just so confused. Like, why do you have all this money and these rag dolls? And she said, every time your husband makes you mad, I want you to sew a rag doll. So then the grandpa is thinking, wow, not bad. Right. Only I only <laughs> like made three. you mad three times. You only had to sew three rag dolls. That's crazy. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Every time I made a dozen, I would sell them. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and that's why she had the $20,000 <laughs> oh cash. So his point in that was to tell Ray that there's going to be times he's going to make Laura mad. And to Ray, there's going to be times that Laura is going to make him mad, but that you can stick it out and make it 
to 75 years, mm -hmm. but you've got to be committed, but know up front that it's not all roses. So I just thought that was a really funny I love story <laughs> in a way to say, yeah, and every relationship takes work yep. and you're going to have those days where you just really, oh, maybe you don't like each other. But what would you say is a, a piece of advice that you can grab from your eight years to share with people? So our big rule is we don't say always or never. I feel like that escalates arguments. Like you always do this. You never do this. Like it's probably not true that someone always or never does something. So we just try to fight fair. It's like, it's going to come up. Life is crazy. We have kids. Like there's a lot going on, but just like to really like, just don't escalate things. Like try to be kind, try to assume the best of what they were intending and then go from there when you're addressing a confrontation. Assuming the best that can work in any Absolutely. relationship, yeah. a friendship yeah. of just assume that like they did not mean to hurt you that way. You need to express what hurt and, you know, have that conversation, but like assume that they didn't mean that, you know? And the always and the never, yeah, it can be so definitive. It goes so of, quick. You always do this. It's like, do really always? Like that just, and then it, it sparks up anger instead of saying, hey, I get it. Like I did do that. You know, then it kind of brings things back down. Like as soon as one person assumes like, not responsibility, but they just say, hey, I, I see what you're saying. Then it just deflates the whole thing. You're like, oh, okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's good advice. Never say always and, and never, and never, <laughs> never say ne never, never just say Bieber. never. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about, uh, before we wrap, let's, this is a good time to also just talk about gratitude. Can you name four things that you are grateful for right now? Okay. Let me think. I love the fall leaves. I'm so thankful for the color. I love driving. It's like so peaceful for me. My in-laws were just in town and they did all of our laundry and helped watch the kids so I could work. So I'm super thankful for help. And I'm thankful for my family. I love our little boys. We have a um, 21 month old and a four month old. So it's crazy and fun. They're so cute and hilarious. So I'm so thankful for them. And I think the last thing this morning, I've been listening to some throwback jams, like back at one, Brian McKnight came on and it just put me in a good place for the day. So I'm just going to say, wait, I'm, how does that go? The, uh, one, you're like a dream come true. Yeah, two, exactly. Just yeah. want to be yeah. with you. Steve, I'm going to be your background singer, baby. Wait, <laughs> two, three, uh, I was playing to see that you're the only one for me. That you're the only, only one for me. me. And four, repeat steps. One, two, <laughs> yeah. Get it, Gracie. That's right. That's right. Wait, wait, do, is that, Does what's anyone the last hire me? step? Five, make you fall in love with me. Five, make you fall yes. in love with me. Yeah, and if ever I believe my job is done, then I start back at one. But that came on today and it honestly set my day. Like I had a couple throwback tunes and I was like, man, this is just good for the soul. You know? Yeah. It was just fun. Turn it up really loud. Throwback music. Throwback I, music. I talked about that on my Tuesday Fifth Thing episode. Oh, nice. Because my friend's dad had passed away, but he also happens to be a musician. So I don't know if you and Steve ever knew any Jerry Jeff Walker music. I don't know. But Steve, maybe. Yeah, Steve He's might. Texas country, okay. which is weird because he came from New York, but landed in Texas and just part of bringing up Pat Green and a slew of other people. But I have been listening to so much Jerry Jeff Walker throwback music, and some of it he recorded in the 70s. Wow. But it has taken me straight back to high school yeah. and college. And anytime a new song comes on of what I have in rotation from it, I get goosebumps. Right. Because I've just been taking it in. But it's been good for me. It's yeah. been therapeutic. It's been healing. And it's crazy what music can do. It's so powerful. And Steve, actually, if y'all listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, we picked the winner for Steve's song portraits campaign. I know that he selected the people that sent in the bids, mm -hmm. but then he gave away a song to one of my listeners, which was so amazing and kind. And I'm super pumped to see yeah, can't wait. what he writes for them. And speaking of being therapeutic, like 
the song, because the family we chose is a mom, wrote in, she had lost her husband, and but they had two kids, and she wants the song to be a gift to her two daughters that sort of like a song from their dad, who's no longer here, but also their mom, who clearly seems amazing. And I just cannot wait to see what Steve comes up with. And then, of course, I want to get her permission to play the song back on yeah, the podcast. That would be super cool. Because I think it could be a song while it is written for this family specifically. Other people may benefit be from for it yeah. and could be healing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah as well. So, so much fun. Gracie's a huge blessing in my life. So thankful to know Gracie and Steve and Jack and Willie, her sweet boys. And she, another fun fact about Gracie is she takes all the pictures for the shop forward and shop espoir and all that. So if you ever see stuff that Mary is posting on the shop forward, different models, most of the time, a white background. Yes. (laughs) A white white wall. Yeah. If you see a white wall and I'm shooting, you see someone shooting, it's me. (laughs) Just say hi. That is Gracie. And again, she does do the content. What do you, what would you, how would you describe it? Social media management, content creation, just kind of freelance marketing. Yeah. So y'all can always check her out maybe for inspo or if you need help with anything, she can do that. But shout out. We got our journal. She, yes. she just shot our journal the oh, other it's day. it's so cute. Y'all are going to die. It's the And best. that's coming out tomorrow. So the big reveal was last night. So now y'all know what it looks like, but they will go up for sale tomorrow. If you haven't seen what they look like yet, we did put up pictures. So you can go to at shop Espoir to check them out and at the shop forward. And then thank you, Gracie, for taking Thanks awesome for pictures. Oh, and thank you yes. for coming on the podcast for all four things. I appreciate you. Of course. Anytime. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 